0: Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and as a podcast over all of the major channels. And each week I get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them tell their story and share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm here with Harry Seaton. Welcome, Harry. Good morning. I'll give uh, Harry the customary introduction. Harry is a a YouTuber uh, and social influencer, a musician, uh, a speaker, and uh, the MD of a social marketing uh, company called Fluential, uh, which we'll talk about. Um, very interesting background that, uh, that we'll, uh, we'll ask Harry to elaborate on. Uh, dropped out of school in lower sixth to sign a record deal, so started as a musician uh, and did that for a bit after a pretty successful uh, uh, set of uh, gigs around the UK and uh, and some early success on, uh, on social media as well. Mm. Uh, uh, in parallel became a YouTuber he's still got uh, about 24,000 subscribers so decent sized YouTube channel one and a half million views lifestyle and music and uh, everything in between uh, and more recently uh, was the co-founder and now the MD of Fluential which uh, uses social media uh, influences to help brands build awareness consideration and hopefully purchase is that a good summary uh, probably the best I've ever heard. Oh my goodness, yeah. oh, that's <laughs> very <laughs> kind. Day. So tell me about the. Um, let's let's roll back to the start. Tell mm. me about. Uh, your early music career, because I know before you signed yeah. the record label, you actually you you were a touring musician, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so, um, start from the beginning, most logical place. Um, when, I, when I was seven, I started playing guitar after kind of having no idea what instrument I wanted to play, just knowing that I wanted to play one. How did you learn? Did you have a teacher? Or I had what? a teacher, yeah. Um, I didn't for the first year, um, and I didn't really get very far, because, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was kind of seven, so, you know, 16 years ago, I didn't have the, um, you know, the, the, most seven-year-olds these days can kind of go onto the internet and teach themselves. Um, but I had nothing to watch or anything and didn't know anyone who played. So, yeah, kind of just hit it for a year till I found a teacher down the road um, and did that for a, kind of a few years. Um, took to it, I, I kind of noticed myself, you know, I, uh, people around me noticed too, but I noticed as well. That i took to it very quickly it was um it kind of felt like second nature um and so i just i just fell in love with it and i loved it so much um so by 10 i started attempting to sing um i'm glad i don't have any recordings of that it was terrible <laughs> first song i ever sung was stuck in the middle with you i had a, a little black book of about 50 songs and i was just going through them and I probably would have made for an interesting cover because I'd never heard the original song. I just started singing this version that, that I'd made up in my head. Um, but yeah, kind of fast forward that, played my played my first show at 10 as well, just an open mic night, um, just at a pub down the road. Um, and it went down well, but I couldn't tell if it was really just because I was the 10 year old playing guitar and singing. Um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, kind of, it, it grew and, and evolved from there and has looked very different over the, over the years. Um, but yeah, at its peak obviously, it kind of involved touring and you know, there's I mean there was years and years of kind of like local pub gigs to between two and fifty people, fifty if I was very lucky to normally, um, that that led up to that moment. But it's um yeah, it's just been a massive passion of mine and even as I've got busier with, with other things, it's always been such a, a key part of my life.
0: And you were you were touring at sixteen, and you you had to get your mum to, to book things
1: for you? Yeah. yeah um so yeah, this and and this kind of this all came off the back of this yeah this social media following that I was able to to grow. But um, uh, I'd had a manager for a little while, and um, he he was he was a great guy. But um, you know, he really I think he he was quite a traditional manager, and he didn't really understand um, the the power of the social media following I've been building and wasn't really looking to make the most of those, whereas I really wanted to, and I really, you know, I, I really wanted to kind of meet these people who are following me and kind of, you know, sort of thank them in person and perform for them and, you know, move away from the screen and kind of be- become a, make t- almost turn this kind of music career that it looked like I was building. It didn't almost feel real because I hadn't actually been in person yet. So, yeah, I wanted to tour uh, a friend of mine who at the time was filming, all of my videos that were more than just kind of self-filmed projects. Um, he was 18, I needed him to come with me, I had to get my mum to book it because I don't think um, my bank account would, would work <laughs> with these sites, but it was like Travel Lodge and National Express Coaches and everything, you know, we had to I did it really cheaply to be fair, but um, yeah we, uh, I think the tickets were out a Fiverr, which <laughs> um, yeah, super cheap, but it, yeah it was a, a seven day tour over nine days um, of the UK, kind of all, all over Yeah, completely self-booked, other than mum's help on her laptop. uh, Completely self-promoted, all through social media. But complete sellout. What a what a fabulous story. Thanks, mum. Yeah, shout out to (laughs) mum.
0: So you 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 had a following on uh, an early following on uh, Mm -hmm. uh, on social media. Let's get into that and and, and talk a little bit about that. What platforms
1: were you using and how did you build that? Mm, So it's really interesting, actually. Um, It all it it was a complete accident. um, First and foremost, the the first thing that ever happened in the world of me kind of um, uh, growing within social media was was YouTube. Um, I had watched. A couple of other artists, um, mainly Lewis Watson, Gabriel Aplin, uh, performing covers, filmed on webcams. You know, you know the, the whole kind of laggy video and the audio was terrible because it was yep. filmed on webcams from laptops from about mm-hmm. a decade ago. Um, and I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm making music and I'm singing these songs and similar songs. I, I could do that. Right. So I started to do it, started to upload it to YouTube um, and it, it didn't really uh, go anywhere at the time probably because I the titles and the descriptions I must have been given those videos must have been terrible I reckon I was just calling it like me singing <laughs> um, anyway yeah thankfully I know a bit more about it nowadays but Moved on to Tumblr as well, still all the while... I mean, sorry
0: to interrupt you, are yeah, talking about sorry. the captions, right? Yes. You've got to draw people in with the captions. I got mm-hmm. that, that advice the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Check out my captions now. <laughs> are they Are they <laughs> really different?
1: good captions? I don't know. No? We'll soon find out. We'll have a look. Yeah, if this video suddenly gets a million views, then you've you you smashed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I moved on to Tumblr, and there was this kind of one. If there's ever a pivotal moment in my social media career, so to speak, it was this one picture. It was a skate park in Norwich, and a friend of mine. Um, it's it what it's what could be described as the most hip to, hipster photo in the world. I had a self tie dyed t-shirt on, um, a five-panel snapback cap, skinny jeans, and some uh, Nike Blazers, bright green. Um, and holding a skateboard and this friend of mine who was quite well followed on tumblr is also from there we took this picture and we shared it out and it got something ridiculous like a quarter of a million shares wow i have no idea why it was taking you a skateboard. skater um no but it looked good in photos so <laughs> <laughs> i i can see i've since learned a little bit but i was never i was never very good it was only for the pictures so i have to shamefully admit that um, but anyway, this kind of uh, with that came a bit of a following, and I used that to push people back to my YouTube channel right. uh, and say, you know, by the way, I, I do more than just pose with a skateboard, um, you know. And I, w- I would share them out, and th- they would start to build a few views. Yeah. Um, and you know, from there, kind of things started evolving a lot with social media. Um, at this point, you know, I didn't even have a Facebook account. I didn't get Facebook till I was about fifteen. Um, I didn't. I didn't have Twitter. Uh, I didn't. Uh, yeah, Instagram wasn't on my radar if it even existed. I can't even remember remember back to kind of 20, was so about 2012, 2013, so I don't think so. Um, so anyway, so it's just YouTube and Tumblr. Um, and then, yeah, slowly moved to Facebook, um, started uploading the exact same videos to Facebook and YouTube right. um, at first until I realized what was what would do well on YouTube, my singing would do really well on YouTube, I'd built like a really music heavy audience on my YouTube who just loved my music. On Facebook I had an audience more for kind of goofing around, Right. Um, so I started to make these little skits and and silly videos, but yeah, somehow uh, that led to kind of, yeah, me and a friend of mine also that I decided to rope in becoming two of the the fastest growing creators in the UK on Facebook. They'd just announced followers and we turned them on on our profile. And we do we do anything to increase our following. There was times where we would make someone a cover photo uh, in return for collabing with them so that we'd say someone else with like 80,000 followers, we'd say, we'll film a video with you. We'd love to film a video with you. Um, we'll make you a cover photo if you'll let us film a video with you. Right. Um, I would never advise in, in building a creative uh, career this way now. Things have evolved a lot and it doesn't really work like this anymore. But I would download a template off the internet and just edit it with their name in and send it. It would take me about five minutes. And then we'd get to collab and then I'd gain like 5,000 more followers. And you know, nowadays, if you were to do things like that, it would, those followers probably wouldn't care so much about you. But back then, there were so, so little people to follow. You know, there, was a, there was a click of these people with Facebook followers in the UK. There's probably about 15, 20 of us. Now you can you, there's more people to follow than you will ever be able to follow. Yeah. but back then there was only these few main people and we were two at them. So if you're riding that, uh, that mm. wave, you, you've got a few few people with you. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting actually, a lot of people talk about social media and sort of put mm. it into the same basket. and mm. what you've hit on there, Harry is, is is the fact that these platforms are very different. Mm. Not only that, you know people consume differently on different platforms shorter clips and funny, goofy stuff on mm. some of the social media channels, longer stuff uh, on, on YouTube, potentially. Not only that, you can connect them horizontally and mm. drive people from one platform to the other, and that's that generally is uh, is how you build a following, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely, and I used to do that so much back then. I mean, nowadays, you know, it's, it's fairly common knowledge that, that Facebook aren't massive fans of you sending their audience elsewhere, but I used to... <laughs> I used to send people to my YouTube non-stop because, you know, if I was building an audience through this kind of goofiness and, you know, these videos, um, and some of them were interested in my music, I wanted to keep the two kind of separate. So um, I would send people to my YouTube and, you know, and they would go through, but... The one, the one sad thing that I always find when I think back about it is that I never know how many views any of my Facebook videos got because right. I didn't have a view count back then. Yeah, And some of these videos would have kind of 40,000-plus shares. Yeah. And I just think, how many views were on there? How many millions yeah. of views did we rack up that we will never, ever find out? And yeah. even when they announced a, a view count, vi- retrospectively, it would come up as zero views. So it would have, like, 70,000 engagements, yeah. zero views because yeah. they, they weren't counting them back then. Such a shame, but... Oh well, life goes on.
0: <laughs> Funny that, yes. They don't. They they don't like to send people off the platform. I, when I post on Insta or Facebook. Mm. Uh, unless I'm promoting actually paying for the post. Yeah, I can't make a clickable link no. uh, It just sits in the, in the profile. So that's why <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, thank, yeah. You, thank you very much and uh, look you are still it's a different page now, but you've mm. got 32,000 Facebook followers mm. 5,000 on Instagram 15,000 on Twitter. Mm. That's a serious social footprint in uh, an influencer you know, in in and of itself, right? Um, but you're doing different things these days.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a. It sounds so weird. I actually did a long post about this not too long ago because I feel like such a um, such a fraud for saying that it's it's a struggle because it's not a struggle. But as my life has kind of changed a lot, and you know, my life is now so evenly split or perhaps even more weighted towards my business side of things and my music and kind of my, like, there's no skits or goofiness in my life any, uh, that are on camera anyway these <laughs> days. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've struggled a lot with having an audience that was there for goofiness for music and trying to talk to them about business because I don't, you know, I. The, the thing is is that I, I spend a lot of time talking in universities, schools, colleges um, about digital careers and I really wanted that to be something I could share with my audience and a lot of them have been very receptive um, but it is hard to knowing that you know when I want to post something thinking well maybe I can't because actually they don't really care about this they just want to see it's probably a different audience right it's so. a very yes but I don't want to or equally I don't want to have five different social medias on one platform I don't want to have like a, a two different Instagrams yeah. or two different Twitters um, so I'm now I've kind of um, dual branded them I've tried to kind of focus on just being me um, and talking more I realized that I was only ever going on the platforms recently, especially, and maybe it's because I was a bit more time conscious, but to promote this or that. So right. I would say, we've just won an award, uh, Fluential, or I've just released this song. And I was no longer Harry Seaton, I was Harry who made music, or Harry who run a, ran a business. So now I'm trying to spend a bit more time just being me, and then when these things come along, it doesn't matter, because the audience that are there are now there, for me, yeah, and anything that comes under that is fine with them, um, and that's kind of the direction things have moved in now, yeah. which is really nice. This is gold,
0: Harry. It feels like I'm getting free consulting advice. <laughs> this is, this is marvellous, uh, fantastic. So that kind of. By the way, what do you think of my? You, you're a more experienced YouTuber than me. What do you think of
1: my setup here? I love this. The reason why I love it is because it's just taken you about ten seconds to set up. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, as, as you know, I, I, I've watched your, watch your stuff and the quality. You wouldn't know that the rig was so small you for what it. you've made. You can take a, here, take,
0: oh. fo- you take a photo of it and you can post it. And uh, for, for those yeah, who know. are watching the video or listening to it as, as a podcast, you can, you can see what I use. It's a smartphone uh, we mounted on a gimbal claw like this with a little tripod and a shotgun
1: mic. And this is exactly the problem that I'm now experiencing is that I'm having to spend ages setting this up. <laughs> There we go. Picture taken. <laughs> Excellent. In the middle of an interview.
0: That's a first. Tell me about Fluential and how that came about.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, Fluential is, has been a, a wild ride. Um, a, and it came out of nowhere because. So of yeah this everything that happened with um, yeah, dropping out of school and everything like that and kind of unsure what i was meant to do i i was working at kfc for a while um, and then i was working at a car insurance company um, and then i the friend of mine actually that i mentioned i went on tour with he worked at this creative agency i didn't know what a creative agency was i didn't know marketing agencies existed i had no idea i was 17 i had no idea uh, and they seemed like they were the only one of their kind in our in our town. You know, I live in a small town. It's about it's not the smallest, but it's about sixty, seventy thousand people in the town. Um, uh, uh, and they were the only one of their kind. So anyway, he said, you know, I, th- I was thinking, well, you are infinitely better than me at making videos. But they don't just make videos. I'm sure I could do something. I'm sure something I know is is worth something to them. No formal qualification. So you know, I had. Uh, I did fairly well in, in my GCSEs, but no A-levels, obviously I left, no marketing qualifications. Um, so I um, I knew I had to catch their attention, so I wrote a song um, which told them to hire me, uh, <laughs> boldly implied that they should fire there one of is their directors. There's an innovative CV. <laughs> well there we get, uh, uploaded via YouTube as well, mad and, um, ad, and sent, although this is the, the hilarious part, I sent it to one of the directors. I'd left it on private. I hadn't put it to unlisted. Oh us. no, so, so they couldn't watch it. And they emailed back and they were just like, yeah, this, I'm so glad you've written this song, but it's private yeah. so you can't watch it. But Anyway, I got the job. So I started off as an assistant at one of the agencies um, in this, this group. I, at this point, again, I didn't even know it was a group, but there were multiple agencies that these, these people had launched. And it was so exciting. I couldn't believe it and I was running social media accounts, um, assisting with, actually assisting with with quite a lot of YouTube um, and then a bit of Twitter and a bit of Facebook too, but I I did quite a lot of help with YouTube titles and captions and thumbnails and everything like that for some of their clients. Um, Then uh, I got an offer to move to London and run uh, an influencer department for an agency that were about to launch their own um, down here. Um, And again, all these opportunities have stemmed from YouTube. That one for me was um, the network that I was partnered with at the time on YouTube. It was that that was launching an influencer department and asked me to go and work there. Um, And I sat down with the founders and said, you know, they've been offered this. um, And, you know, I I do want to move, I would like to go to London and I would like to do influencer marketing. And they just said, well, you know, we, we we want to do influencer marketing, you know, if you want to do it, then do it with us. Yeah, Let's with launch us. an agency. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, and, we, and we launch one. Um, and, yeah, we, it's been going for about a year and a half now, um, and, yeah, works in a number of different sectors. But it's just, it's so great for me because I've been able to, you know, I never wanted to leave this world of content creating and influencing right. behind. And, you know, I wanted my work to involve it in some way, and now it does in, in the way well, it, couldn't, it couldn't involve it more. Well, following your passion and your skill, it's interesting. you you mentioned
0: while you were describing that story that you don't have formal qualifications, mm. uh, A-levels or any sort of uh, post, you know, tertiary mm-hmm. uh, education. However, uh, you have built a YouTube channel. You've got 30, uh, 33,000 Facebook followers, mm-hmm. uh, 5,000 on Instagram, 15,000 on Twitter. Mm. Uh, you've experienced the good, the bad and the ugly of building uh, a brand. Yeah. Uh, isn't that the best qualification in the world?
1: Well, this uh, this is the exact thing, and it's you know it's so great to hear you say that, and it's clearly what the the founders of of the the maze group that I went to had, had seen as well. But you know, I had, I just had no idea um, because especially considering when I was first uh, in the world of um, be, being an influencer, uh, there was so much less money in it than you know we would nowadays. If someone someone of the size that I was then, I mean, I had. Uh, at the time when I had about fifty thousand followers on Facebook, I would get about kind of seven, eight thousand likes per post on there. So it was big, big engagement, well over ten yeah. percent. Um, and you know, if it was a funny video, then it could get way more engagements than followers I had. Yeah. You know, it, it would be huge. And I would do posts like that in return for a T-shirt printed on a fruit <laughs> heavy cotton, from some edgy clothing brand that had been set up by someone also my age in another part in the UK. And nowadays, things like that would command thousands of pounds. Now it's a thing. Yeah, it's you know it's yeah. it's it's crazy, and um, so I you know I never realised that there was such a, a need for it, especially among business. You know, I just kind of. Again, you know, I wasn't following many companies on, on social media, so the only interaction I had with kind of company advertising was radio and television. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that there was about to be this big boom of everyone rushing to social, everyone launching their own YouTube channel, their own, making their own Twitter, making you know, and, and more recently were making an Instagram, making a TikTok. And, you know, I had no idea that that was uh, already kind of starting and that I could play a yeah. part in that. Well when you don't know the rules, you get to make them yourself, which mm. is the which is the marvelous
0: thing mm. so there's probably some uh, young people listening to this as a podcast or watching it, mm-hmm. thinking about a career in social media or, or marketing
1: mm. uh, any advice for them yeah uh, I think the the best thing i can I can say is you just make sure that you're on every social media platform that you possibly can be and, and really start to look a little deeper than just what are people doing but why why is it working you know what especially from a psychology point of view as well and I'd say look uh, look as much as you can into psychology one of my co-founders of Fluential has a degree in psychology and has taught me a lot about it and you know social media ultimately just comes down to the people that are on it and if you can understand the way they think and the decisions they make um, then you know you don't you you can bypass a lot of all this algorithmic rubbish that we're told about There's you know there's a lot of truth to it and there's a lot of things but a lot of people are just guessing. But the best thing you can guess is how a human works rather than how the social platforms work. And if you understand that, then the platforms, you know, the people on the platforms that dictate how they work, because the algorithms only exist because we make them exist, because we interact in that way. If you can work people, then the algorithms will work for you. Um, so that's my take on it. Well. Wow. I think that's incredibly
0: insightful advice so social media is about people at the end of Mm -hmm. the day and I I totally believe that you know the digital age is more than ever uh, a human age that's Mm -hmm. that's that's never going to change there are just different surfaces to to reach people on yeah Uh, it feels like I've had a uh, like a an intensive burst of a masterclass in social media. <laughs> That's what I am for. Uh, <laughs> Harry Seaton, you're an inspiration Thank and uh, a real example of uh, what's possible if you uh, graft it out on social media. Oh,
1: thanks so much, thanks so much thanks thanks for so having me. me. Cheers.